Welcome to Ready Sex Chat, a podcast about, well, that depends which side of the bed I woke up in and which one of my multiple personalities decides to show up. (laughs) Each week, I deliver a real raw and personal approach to everyday topics and just hope to make your week that much brighter. Now, are you ready to dive into your future guilty pleasure? Let's get started. Holy shit, you guys. Are you sitting down? Sit down. Okay, get cozy. We are charting. Yep, we are charting on Apple's iTunes. Currently, as I'm looking at my computer screen, we are in the top 30 in the self-improvement educational route here in the podcast section, and I could not believe it. I mean, I thought I was just going to be a blip literally a blip in the atmosphere of the world of podcasting and I'm humbled and grateful and thank you so much for everyone who's downloading and subscribing and engaging through Twitter and through Instagram at ready sex chat so that is why this is so special to me because now even though I gave you just a tip last week as we move further and as we go in nice and deep into other topics that mean so much to me and that I want to explore with you guys. Today's topic is that much more important to me because we are going to discuss today the facts as to exactly what it takes from conception of a scene to damn near money shot. And everything in between. So grab a snack. Grab a drink. Right now, I got my glass of bourbon with a splash of ginger ale. And let's just dive right in. So, talk to me. Be honest. How are you feeling this quarantine season? Anxious? Stressed? Maybe not getting enough sleep? Well, if you're feeling any of those and more, and I'm sure we can all relate... Go ahead and check out the deliciously fruity gummies from at Connect CBD on Instagram. Thanks to them for sponsoring today's episode. Not only will that relieve some of those symptoms, but it can also be a wonderful addition to your everyday routine. Stay healthy. I could never hide who I was. Of course, I never, and I pride myself, in always using my brains before my sexuality in corporate America. Well, that didn't work quite that well. It got to a point where you have to evaluate, what the fuck am I doing? Well, it wasn't working for a reason because I didn't belong there. That's always a holy grail. Finding that career that pays you and that career that you love doing. If I'm balling, you best believe everyone around me will be too. It's kind of like a Happy Madison analogy, how Adam Sandler just, every time you see one of his movies, you see his whole crowd, his whole squad. I've always loved that. That's always been such an inspiration for me. I have had always friends and family who've always been so supportive and had my back. So going into the adult industry was so easy for me because I had already set the groundwork and I was very honest with my team. So 
doing this was a piece of cake. I did my research and I saw that there was an agency in the same building. So what I decided to do before any pictures were shown, before any video was made, I decided to get an agent. Where was that agency? Well, the building and the agency was working head and head and neck and neck, side by side, with the biggest adult making video group at that time. Now, I make some bad decisions and I have made them throughout my whole life. So trust me when I say that I am no fucking angel. I have had one too many shots in college. I've done one too many keg stands. I've woken up in one too many fraternity boys' beds that I should have probably not have been there before they would even talk to me. I had to go get tested as we all do in the industry in order to be legally able to do adult work. Got my results on Thursday. By Friday, I had already gotten my call sheet with all my information for what I was going to do on my first movie on Saturday. The call sheet. What is this? What's this? What is this thing you hear in the entertainment world with it? It's a call sheet. Well, if you don't know, a call sheet is basically all the information that a performer needs to know before they go to work. The who, what, when, where, and how of that movie. We have eyes on us at all fucking times. The same people that are watching our porn are the same people judging, are the same people possibly wanting to take it down, and they can't. They try and they try and they try, but you can't take freedom of speech away from us. The call sheet is very important for the performer to know exactly what they're getting themselves into, but the performer does not get her call sheet unless she talks to her agent. You need to set your own standards right off the bat. There is no lack of men and women who, if they had the balls, who, if they didn't care what their families thought, are the first ones to say to us, man, I, if I could, I'd be a porn star. If I could, I'd be a porn star. But if you come into the industry with issues before your first movie, it doesn't matter what you do. You will always have issues. So once you get this call sheet, then how do you get ready for your day? Anal scenes are notorious for being a lot more in-depth because we have to go through a process of using enemas and not eating the night before. Anal is a difficult one to do if you are not comfortable and if you don't like it. Your asshole does not just open up magically. If they do their first anal on set and on screen, it doesn't work. You have to relax your muscles. You have to be extremely turned on and you have to want to be doing it. Forcing it on yourself because you want to prove that you can do it leads to disaster. I've seen girls take a damn near shit on set in front of everyone and been mortified 
and run out and never come back. So with so many variables that could affect someone's experience in any industry, but particularly in this industry, it's no wonder that if certain aspects aren't up to par with a person's personal ideals and with a person's personal beliefs, many things could go wrong. So to have two extreme outcomes with two different people says a lot about an industry because what did one do wrong what did one do right no one can answer that but the person themselves every agent and every model has their own personal list of what they're willing to do for how much and with whom you have your choice of everything You choose what you want to do, you choose how much you want to get paid, and you choose who you're willing to work with. And that includes directors and performers. I'm not talking about amateur. Those are fine and well, and that's a whole nother industry of its own. Anything that I've referred to in my entire podcast career will be based on my experiences in mainstream. A 2257 is a contract that you sign stating that you are of legal age to perform. That combined with the contract that the individual director and company themselves have is a binding legal document stating that you are of age and you sure as fuck want to be there. On that contract states what you're doing, how much you're getting paid, how you're getting paid and you sign off you finish your paperwork which it's called you then go into hair and makeup and then you go into taking photos so before any penetration even occurs you have an entire other side of administration that all mainstream companies such as Bang Bros does in order to protect themselves. It, it is such an perfectly orchestrated industry to prevent bad shit from happening, which is why I'm so passionate about protecting its actors, its directors, its PAs, its editors, its companies. I've experienced nothing but the ultimate protection and professionalism. But Bridget, how can two people have such vastly different experiences in porn? I mean, surely one of them must be lying. Yes and no. Which leads me to why... I decided to name this episode Dear Mia Khalifa. I've seen her interviews. I've seen her work. She has a very soft side to her. She is a pleasant and beautiful young lady. She's articulate. She's smart. You can tell that she 
she's a smart cookie. And had she not gone so far to try and drag all of us down for whatever agenda she might need to fulfill, had she not done any of that, she would have had the support and the camaraderie of an industry behind her. She would have had an industry, and myself included, cheering her on and being her own personal cheerleaders while she is setting waves and making her own career a success. She would have been a beacon of inspiration rather than a person that we look at as to why are you saying the things you're saying? A long time ago in my late teens, I actually had a tattoo made on my rib and it says jealousy is a sickness. Something that I believed in forever. Greed, jealousy, etc. All leads to nothing but bad things. So I want to make it very clear that jealousy does not stem from any of my thoughts or any of my feelings towards this subject matter. I'm always proud of women who really create a wave for others to follow in their footsteps. This subject is very important to me because I am an active performer. So if you're talking shit about the industry, you're essentially talking shit about me. Same thing if you were to talk shit about my friends, you're talking shit about me and I will defend them. This young lady, as I mentioned before, beautiful, seems very sweet, but she also seems very young. It's no wonder that her petition of hashtag justice for Mia is so successful. You're tapping into the psyche of a fan base that adores her so much that if she's upset, they want her queen happy. Very smart. Very well done. Very well calculated. According to World Bank, and this is something that I have researched in the last week or so, as of 2018, there were 6.849 million people living in Lebanon without any statistics as to who signed her petition, without any statistics as to how anyone got a hold of it because I never saw it until I looked for it. It is safe to assume that the fan base that she is so much threatened by is the same fan base supporting her petition. For a young lady who seems so smart and poised and sweet, that right there is just the makings of an impressionable individual who just wants to make sure that everyone's happy. She's so worried about how others are perceiving her going on to her future. Maybe she wants to have kids. Maybe her current fiance doesn't like it. It's obvious that there is something deeper than just doing 12 movies and wanting it to disappear off the internet. Which, by the way, this isn't Fashion Nova. You don't just have buyer's remorse and return those pairs of jeans. If Bridget B has to go through all these protocols, why wouldn't she have to? That's impossible. 
because we all do. So this victim card just does not sit well, especially when your first couple of scenes, if not all of your scenes, are with major companies such as Scores and Bang Bros. So not only is she not shooting underground porn, she's shooting from mainstream companies. So even more so, something's to be said as to why she's playing the victim card when there is absolutely no way that she could have gone any further in the industry without knowing fully well what she was getting herself into. There was a particular interview on YouTube, which I will include that link at Ready Sex Chat, in which not only was the interview done by a friend of hers, and he states it in the beginning of the interview, that right there is very common for her. She manages to... I mean, she might as well be Biden at this point because the way she dodges interviews from those outside of her approval is very prominent and it's very obvious because here I am, I've extended the olive branch in a very respectful way and no one in her team, in her camp herself has come up to me, has said anything. Instead, I'm getting everyone else. I even got bang bros. I got even the people that she shot with to want to say their side of the story because mainstream media does not give adult industry that opportunity. It's more of a, let's, let's not, let's not give her that platform. Well, bitch, I made my own platform. So here I am. In this particular interview, she said, which I mentioned before, and I quote, I was 21 and dumb and I didn't tell anyone I had shot the scenes except for one friend of mine. Well, Mia, babe, first off, you need new friends. Because, like I said earlier, I wouldn't have started the industry if I didn't have an extremely loving and supportive team and support system around me. Second of all, that is a little bit hard to swallow because if you Google her name... She was married. Absolutely. That's not something that I even knew unless I Googled her name. That just goes to show yet how popular is she, right? But that's another subject. So if you Google her and you find out that she indeed was married during this time, but she doesn't express it in her private interviews, well, that's interesting. Because as I've said in the first half of this show, how much it takes for one scene to be made. I'm sure her husband living with her and being together would have had to known that she was waking up and attempting anal that day. She told the industry, I'm here because I want to be here. And this is, this is so fun. So I want to be here. Never did she mention that she didn't want to. Because if she had done that, she would have been asked to leave. Or she wouldn't have continued herself. Because no one forces you. So that's very interesting, Mia. That you were married, yet in your interviews, you express how ashamed you were that you didn't tell anyone. Because you didn't think it was going to be on the internet. Another quote of hers, I didn't think this would get so much 
I didn't even think I would be so popular. Well, sweetheart, did you not wear a hijab on one of your scenes? The hijab and the nijab are very much a barrier against lustful thoughts in Muslim culture between men and women. There's a chapter in the Quran, uh, chapter 24, verse 31, that states, and I quote, And the faithful women to cast down their looks and to award their private parts to make outer parts hang low over them so as to be recognized and not insulted. Why the fuck are you shooting with a hijab on? Why the fuck would you try and, quote, disgrace your conservative religious belief system and potentially family? Because you're a smart girl, Mia. That's why. Because you knew if you didn't shoot that scene with that hijab, you would have just blended in like everyone else. For any performer to come on set and not know what they were getting themselves into on a mainstream set is absolutely false. Now, how did the hijab come to play? I have no idea. Did she bring it? Did, did her director bring it? Was it in her car? You knew that that would not go over well with your community. You just so happened to pull this stunt. Well played, Mia. Well played. Why is your name still Mia Khalifa? Because if after my first scene, shit would have gone downhill, I would have changed my name, I would have never turned around, and I would have never cashed that check. No, she did it again and again and again, at least 12 times. And always smiling and always wanting to be there. And that's, a bit, that's about all that you can base performers on. It's not the director's job to dig into her baggage and be her therapist. The director's job is to get in, do the job, get it done safely for everyone, entertaining for the fans, and get out. It's not our job to babysit anybody because you're not supposed to come into this industry unless you want to be there. When the interviewer asked her, well, can't you take it down? Oh, can you, worst interviewer I've ever seen. Oh, well, take it down. She goes, nope, I can't take it down. I signed the contract and all I can do right now is work with my legal team to try and get the imposters on Instagram and try and get those who retweet my 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 porn. I don't some something like that. Okay. Do that then. Go ahead and do that. But if you're so ashamed, change your name and start fresh. But you won't do that because you haven't. And if you do that coming forward, well, that's not a very smart marketing move. And it's very obvious, Mia, that you're a lot smarter than that. I say, shame on you. For instead of empowering women, you decide basically saying fuck you to your female fans who really look to you for inspiration. I'm sorry, Mia, that you didn't have a better support system. I'm sorry that in order to stand out and be profitable, you had to go against your own religious background. And from personal experience coming from me, as the fights that I'm going through daily to fight the stigma that comes with being a quote-unquote porn star is vast 
And women like Mia make it that much worse. Shame on the mainstream media for only listening to the sides when it fits their agenda. When you have so many of us who are more than willing to share how of a beautiful community we have created and how we are succeeding because of the fans. Mia had the opportunity to have all of us clap for her and support her. And how beautiful of a career would that be? To have not only the fans that you have now, but also the fans that you made because of your little stunts. That would have been quite quite a treat, wouldn't it? But no, she decided to say fuck you to all of us. Okay, Mia, no problem. You do that. But you know how strong we stand for each other. And that's why I am here to defend it because there is something to defend. You had an agenda. And there's a reason you don't have our support because you used us for whatever that agenda is. Yet, it, if you would have embraced it, if you would have made your decisions and just moved on with love, if you would have just moved on and had some self-love, you would have gotten support from all of us. But no, you decided to say fuck you to it. And I really hope that the therapy is bringing you the closure from what is obvious is a lot of bigger issues. I wake up every day blessed and grateful to just have another day and another chance to better myself from yesterday. Mia, I wish you nothing but a successful journey. I can tell that you're getting married. Congratulations. Congratulations on your operation. You look more beautiful than ever. And I wish you nothing but good luck on all your successes because we all deserve that no matter what. Don't let anyone tell you, Mia, that you have done anything wrong. You have fans all over the world who look to you for inspiration. And that's better than any shaming could ever do. And girl, I will see you on the other side. Because as I set my own path for my own success, one of these days, I hope to see you on a red carpet somewhere in Hollywood and uh, shake your hand. Till then, stay healthy and stay tuned for next week's episode of Ready Sex Chat.